The following podcast contains spoilers for Mall Rats. You have been warned, Snoogy Boochies. Snoogy What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your glorious and most bountiful host, Miguel, Miss Snoochie Beachy Gusto. Oh, God, Jesus. No thank you with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, how you doing, doing bud? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I forgot to drink my water. Now I'm really good. <laughs> that, uh, that's good. Gotta stay hydrated. Absolutely. But yes, we will be discussing mall rats in just a minute. But before that, Glenn, mm-hmm. what movies have you watched this week? Oh, man. I actually did watch something just now, right before this podcast. And Ooh. other than that, I watched The Green Knight with you, which we have a whole little uh, video. Uh, I guess Letterboxd is down. Nice. Yeah. Um, a whole a whole movie on uh, The Green Knight movie review. That's what I'm trying to say. Jesus. <laughs> Lost the train uh, Yes, on our YouTube. Uh, yeah. Uh, the other one was... What was it? The River's Edge is what I literally just watched with Keanu Reeves, uh, Crisper, Crispin Glover. (laughs) Jesus, let me look it up real quick. Yeah, (laughs) it was it was a very very forgetful movie. In fact, probably a should I just say terrible movie? It Mm. is pretty bad. Mm -hmm. Crispin Mm -hmm. Glover is actually just I can't stand him in this movie. I can't stand him in a lot of movies, but that's only because his pretension. comes through all of his characters like he's notoriously hard to work with Mm -hmm. uh because like uh i was watching um movies that made us that tv show where they go like break down the making of movies and whatnot yeah and apparently on back to the future there's one scene where he had to walk through a door and his uh, he was just like yeah i don't think my character would do that nice and they're like but you have to Mm -hmm. you have to do and it's just it's just it's stuff that does not work you, when you're an actor you got to work as a team yeah and he does not do that which is shitty uh which is a shame because he's super talented but he seems like a real jerk and yeah, he uh, was, annoying to work with he was overdoing everything in this and just very very dramatic i mean keanu Reeves yeah. is in this and honestly he was probably the best part about it just because it's keanu but yeah I mean, other than that, this is the most one of the most forgettable movies I've ever you, seen in my you life. You have an overactor and an underactor yeah, working exactly. against each other, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was it was pretty rough. Just the story and the characters and just the things that was happening in this were just so dumb and just, yeah. It was it was about a one of the teenagers out of high school kills his girlfriend, and like the other the group of teenagers that are like belong to that that one killer are like trying to figure out if they want to like turn him over or protect him but they're very nonchalant about the fact that this girl just died who was also in their friend group and they're yeah. just it's very nobody cares it's yeah. just it's super i put this on because i was reading so like i just wanted background noise yeah but dear um, lord it was bad can i just go ahead and say like i consider i, I I'm, i mean i'm gonna check with you mm-hmm. i consider myself a really loyal friend uh, yeah. I re- uh, like I consider myself a good friend. Mm-hmm. I, I pride myself on being loyal and everything. But people who say they would help their friends 
bury bodies that they oh, killed. Yeah. They're fucking sociopaths. Oh, no, they're, they're they're really dumb. Like like <laughs> I would it, never I, ask you to bury a body. Yes, in fact, Glenn, I would probably never tell you about it in the first I, place. I would hope not cuz <laughs> I I love you Glenn, but if you ever killed someone, yeah. That's that's like that's uh, a you tell problem. Me. Tell yeah. me, I'm telling you now to tell. That, that is what you're supposed to. Same with family members. If my yeah, family absolutely. ever killed someone, I'd be like, "Yo, yeah, not that person's cool. dead because of this person." Unless I knew for a fact that that person was going to become Hitler. Yeah, I, I would <laughs> not, and it, it would have to be 100 percent without reasonable doubt that he will become Hitler. <laughs> I would, <laughs> and that's just like throwing it out there. Just, yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, those, yeah those, those kinds of people are shitty, and and if you think you're a good friend yeah, because you like, would do that, you're you're fucking they, wrong. Yeah, there are a bunch of high schoolers. They're like, I knew John since second grade, man. This wasn't Keanu saying this. Yeah. This was Christopher. I was just I don't have a high pitched voice enough to do yeah. this. Uh, I've known John since second grade, man. Well, there you go. There he, you go. We're best friends. It's, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I don't I wish anybody upon that ever. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Other than that, that's all I've watched. Yeah. I'm waiting to see Jungle Cruise so I can maybe do a little 60 second review. Who knows? Well, we'll yeah. See. I'm going to be seeing that tomorrow night if you want to join. Ooh. But uh, it's up to you. It just might be possible. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, it's going to be late tomorrow night, like the 10 it o'clock show. It might not showing. be possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I have to go when uh, I the, understand the babes completely. Asleep. Anyway, I watched four movies. Uh, the first one that I watched is uh, Pig, starring Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a movie about a kind of reclusive man who has his truffle pig stolen from him, and Red he's bastards. just he's he's trying to hunt down the people who did it. Uh, it's like John Wick if John Wick was not violent and it was just a very reasonable man <laughs> trying to find his pig, but also super intense. Yeah, uh, and. It is above and beyond Nicolas Cage's best performance ever. Mm-hmm. Better than Leaving Las Vegas, which he won an Oscar for. Uh, better which than, we've talked about. Yeah, better than like every single performance he's ever had. It's toned down. It's nuanced. It's down to earth. It makes sense how he acts, and it's not just like outburst after outburst. Mm-hmm. I cannot recommend Pig enough. Yeah, I hear, um, other than you, I hear that it is a really good movie. Yeah. I actually almost watched Adaptation, but I didn't have the attention span for it Oh, just Adaptation's today. a great movie, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's great in that. But that's supposed to be outlandish, so he kind of works for him. Uh, this one's, I was very impressed with how, like, toned back it was. Yeah. Um, then I watched Green Knight, which, as you said, we have our review. We, we watched it together, and we have our review up on uh, the YouTubes. Mm-hmm. So there's that. There's Mall Rats, which we'll get into in just a minute. And then the last movie I watched this week is Bicentennial Man. Yeah, I was very um, surprised with that one that uh, <laughs> you were watching that. Why is that? I don't, I don't know why. I just uh, no. I just know it's like, for me, it was a very okay movie. I was like, oh, wow. That is 100% it. It is directed by Chris Columbus, who, uh, for people who don't know, he did the first Home Alone uh, yes, and he wasn't did. the guy from the 1700s. No, he was not. For the, way before that, dude. 1400s. Demanded tomato. Chris Columbus, uh, he directed uh, Home Alone, this, uh, Rent, uh, the first two Harry Potter movies. Uh, so he's, he's a pretty well-known, well, his movies are well-known, probably more well-known than he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this was starring Robin Williams, uh, it's a movie that I've wanted to watch ever since I was a kid. Just never saw it in theaters for whatever reason. Don't even yeah. know why. Just never did, and then just never saw it after that. Um, and yeah, you're right. It's very okay. 
Yeah, that's that's how that's pretty uh, much the same story was for me, except for every time I went over to my uncle's house, we had this V obviously back in the back in the day we had the VHS yeah. tapes and I always saw that one, but nobody wanted to watch. I'm like, I really I just love Robin Williams. Let me watch it. Yeah. And, and then he's, finally yeah, he got he's around good to in it. it. Uh it's one of those um movies it, the a thing about the 90s and somewhat the 80s mm-hmm. there were these like too good to be true movies where people were just like too kind and too willing to help and yep. then the the people in it that weren't willing to help were very like illogical and had like they they were just like there's no conflict in the movies and then i don't know why that was ever i mean the movies without conflict is fine but like it has to be like a really interesting character study for it to be to work well. Yeah. Whereas this is just like it's a robot trying to become a human, and he uh, fucks the granddaughter of the first little girl he watches over, mm-hmm. which is weird. It is weird. It's really fucking weird. Um. But yeah, this. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Bicentennial man. Bicentennial man. <laughs> uh, so let's let's get into some news. Uh, I don't. Do you have any news? Or? Uh, there's a little piece of news. I think it happened like a week or two ago, but I, okay. you know, we haven't really talked about it since. Um, Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney. Oh yeah, that was gonna be my news too. Yes, and yes. Uh, because of that, obviously, uh, because of because of COVID, says Disney. Um, they they put obviously Black Widow on Disney Plus, you know, pretty much day one, mm-hmm. and in uh, Scarlett's contract, she was supposed to be getting box office money, and yeah. of course, Disney Plus ruined a little bit of that. But yes, I think I don't know, was it Black Widow that made thirty million and thirty million both on both platforms, theaters and Disney Plus? I thought it, it was sixty million alone on Disney it was, Plus. I probably saw just a brand but, new thing. Uh yeah. So it it she or it might have been Jungle Cruise so far. I think Scarlet or sorry, Black Widow got sixty million mm-hmm. in Di- or Disney Plus alone. Uh, and with it being released on Disney Plus, that is not box office and therefore Disney does not have to pay Scarlett Johansson the her percentage of the box office that is in her contract mm-hmm. uh and you know disney being the fucking evil corporation it is uh was just like oh how dare she do this yada 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 but like she has every right to do it like Absolutely. you you released it on streaming that it goes against her contract for it to go on streaming because she gets a percentage of the box office mm-hmm. and they try to blame like try to make it look like she was being uh like irresponsible and and yeah. um like said so she she didn't care about the people who died it's something along those lines or just like oh it's very rude to bring this up during covid and you know it's just them you know with, it's a come on yeah and anyone who buys that is a fucking idiot uh, uh the disney believers yes. do <laughs> uh well of course they do because they're fucking idiots um <laughs> i have no problem with liking disney i like disney parks yeah i don't like their movies too much but i like their parks their parks are fun uh you can be as fat as can be and still get on them unlike other parks <laughs> Uh, you can be as tall. That's the that's my biggest problem. Is a lot of rides I'm too tall for. Like for some reason, you're like, a it, tall man. It's a combination of me being tall and fat. I don't fit on some roller coasters, mm-hmm. but it it it's usually because of my shoulders, not because of my stomach. Yeah. Um. But I, I digress. Uh. So yeah. Fuck Disney. <laughs> yeah, fuck Disney. Uh, <laughs> Emma Emma Stone is considering yes. uh, doing the same thing. And, and I'm I, curious with Jungle Cruise how both 
Dwayne and uh, Emily are feeling about it too. Yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously we can't speak for them, but yeah, um, I wouldn't be too happy if I were them if I were supposed to get box office because they Disney legally does not have to share streaming services mm-hmm. uh, cash with them because it's not box office. I'm, I'm sure they lied and said they're going to, but they're probably not going to. Yeah. Um, and you know. It's most likely going to be settled out of court, whatever's going to happen yeah, here. Yeah, Disney, Disney's going to settle to get rid of the, the news around it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in that settlement, it's going to say Scarlett Johansson can't say shit. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly what's going to happen. But I hope this makes studios think twice before doing simultaneous without previously. I have as no problem it, with sim- simultaneous release as long as it's previously, previously discussed. Yes. And it's, I mean, even if it was just like the weekend. Just the yes. weekend, I think, in my opinion, would probably be fine. Yeah. But, then again, I'm not making the money. So and also, <laughs> what do I if, know? You're, if you're paying for Disney Plus and then going to spend another $30 just Absolutely. to rent the goddamn thing, you're a fucking idiot. So big time uh, I'm, I'm calling a lot of people idiots right now. That's fine. They need to hear it. They push you're their dumb. buttons. <laughs> Wait three months for it to be free. That's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. And it's Black Widow. It fucking sucks anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway uh, that's, that's all the news the, I've got today. Yeah, that's the only news I got as well. So let's get into mall rats. One, two, three, this is Brody's private hell. Where the hell did that come from? What's going on here? And these Brody man, Nietzsche Nochies are his friends. Ow! Oh, sorry. It's all right. <laughs> What's a stink palm? Take your hand, you stick it like this. There, now you shake hands with the guy. You know how long it takes for that smell to come off? Mall Rats. Uh, directed by Kevin Smith, written by Kevin Smith. Uh, stars Shannon Doherty, uh, Je- Je- Jeremy London, Jason Lee, Ben Affleck is in there. Of course, Jason Mewes is in there. Stan Lee. Kevin Smith himself. There's a lot of people in this little bad mm-hmm, boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mallrats is about uh, both dumped by their girlfriends to best friends seek refuge in the local mall. This yeah. right here is a little bit of a, a classic movie. And that is why I uh, I brought it up. Because me and my aunt were literally just talking about this movie. Uh, at least Kevin Smith movies in general two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I've never watched this fully. I've wanted to. Um, and I will say... This bad boy is a product of his time. <laughs> that is the understatement of the century. <laughs> because, A, uh, there's no mall rats anymore. At least, I mean, there are. There probably are. Just, you know, they're actually spending money and going mall there for rats shopping. Mall rats nowadays are the people that get there at, do- uh, at the doors opening, walk like six laps, and then leave. Mm-hmm. They don't buy shit. Those are the mall rats these yeah, days. There's, they there's, don't... there's no mall rats that actually hang out at the malls anymore. It's just yeah. they actually go there for shopping instead of just hanging out and just chilling at the, the mall and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Hey, you know, there used to be a time back in my my high school days when you know people would go and do that but it was very very under uh amounted compared to what it used to be like in the 90s of course oh yeah absolutely Um, so yeah mall rats (laughs) mall rats um so Mm -hmm. i want to preface this by saying i i don't dislike kevin smith but i'm not a fan of his writing yeah uh i like clerks but just barely 
Uh, I think Red State is above and beyond his best film, and it's his and it's like his best film to the point where I forget it's him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has a very loyal following, and that's great. But he's not for me. Yeah. Uh, and this just continues to instill it, instill that in me. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like the writing in it is good, but it's not realistic. Yeah. Uh, it felt like the kind of films that I or scripts I would read in uh, film school because, you know, I was like the only person in my class at film school that wanted to be a writer. Everyone else wanted to be a, uh, you know, a set designer or, or uh, a director of photography. I was the only person that wanted to write and direct. Uh, there are other people who wanted to direct, but I was the only one who wanted to write and direct. Yeah. Um, at least strongly to the point where, like, that was my thing and people came to me. Uh, and... I read so many scripts like this where it was just like two white guys just trying to be philosophical while talking about being dumped. Mm-hmm. And it's so obvious that, you know, they're either trying to imitate Kevin Smith or it, it was a trope before Kevin Smith. I don't know enough about these kinds of movies to know for yeah. sure. Uh, but it's just it's painful you know it's like you said it's a product of its time this this also is more of a teenage film like most kevin smith movies are like teenage films and honestly i think a lot of kevin smith movies i liked back when i was younger if i already watched most of his movies besides besides chasing amy that i did watch that recently mm-hmm. uh mainly because that was kind of ahead of, of its time a little bit that's um, what i hear i still haven't seen that but yeah. like that's one i'm actually looking i mean forward it still to has eventually. the kevin smith tropes like i love kevin smith just for the fact that he's still doing what he's doing he's he's loving I, doing what yeah, he's doing i he's he's a guy that's living his mm-hmm. best life and i really can't yeah, and, fault him for that it's and like, literally uh yesterday i believe he just started uh shooting clerks three yeah, so. they they did a table read not too long mm-hmm. ago, and but yeah, I like he's he's not my favorite director. I if I any of the movies of his that I have seen, I would I own Clerks and I would probably own Red State, and that's it out mm-hmm. of the ones I've seen. Uh, Chasing Amy, I've heard really good things. I expect it to kind of be similar to this, uh, and I expect the dialogue and stuff like that. Yeah. I also haven't I'm, seen Dogma, just to throw that out, too. I, I, haven't, know, uh, I haven't watched Dogma. I've I know that's part, another highly A lot highly of his movies one. I've watched parts of. That's, Same that's a huge thing. Uh, Dogma used to play on Comedy Central, like, after school yeah. all the time. And it was when I would get home, it was always, like, 30 minutes left. So I've seen the ending of Dogma several mm-hmm. times. <laughs> and I, um, I am curious with... I know we're talking about mall rats, but I am curious with a lot of his movies, because there are a lot of... Uh, and I, I love everybody out there, but uh, there are a lot of the older generation that are like, oh, man, I love this movie. I love that movie. I would like to know when is the last time they watched these movies as well, yeah. because they had to be in their teens to 20s, probably the last time they watched these. Yeah, I they, mean, I, they I, don't like rewatch I said, I love, movies like we yeah, do. Yeah, I love Kevin Smith. I really do like everything he does. I think this movie is good in its points and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> like it's, it wasn't as good as. I liked watching the parts 10 years ago or anything like that. Yeah. Um, you know, but that, I mean, that is what it is, you know? Yeah. I mean, if, if nostalgia is a strong factor, like yeah. if it, if they're like me with space jam where they're just like, I love that movie, but I know it sucks. Mm-hmm. 100% okay with that. And on, even if they aren't, aren't that way, it's, it's their prerogative to, yeah. to like it. Uh, it's just, 
not my thing. I'm glad that there's an audience for it. I'm glad that Kevin Smith seems like a uh, generally good, uh, genuinely good oh, dude. I would love to hang out with the dude, talk to him about yeah. whatever he wants to talk about. Yeah, he's 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 great to like. Uh, I, I've there's he has this one stand up special that is it's not even him t- telling jokes. It's just him telling stories, and mm-hmm. he's just a very charismatic person. Uh, so I, I yeah, I don't hate the fact that people like this. It's just. Yeah. It's so cringy to me, uh, a lot of it, and it's it is definitely a product of its time, um, specifically with the uh, logistics of the ending. If we want to get into that a little bit, so <laughs> yeah, we haven't really talked about the movie yet. We at haven't all. talked about it. So the only, the the main things I want to say uh, about the ending is that you know it ends with them showing a tape of Ben Affleck's character <laughs> having sex with a 15-year-old uh, girl and the police arrest him at that point which 100% yes arrest yeah. him but Jay and Silent Bob had possession of child porn mm-hmm. and Jason Lee displayed it for a public audience public audience absolutely and, and it was being taped <laughs> they should be arrested as well yeah and i know like that's not but they're the was, good guys they, man. they're the good guys that was not their intention but it was just like one of those things where like five yeah, minutes was, after it ended i'm just like what the fuck for, just for happened? sure another thing where it's a product of his time like you yeah <laughs> yeah they that was rough yeah. I think the biggest fault with most of Kevin Smith's movies, and this is where I'm getting into this part, is a lot of the dialogue where, like, and it's usually Jason Lee's character who does it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love Jason Lee. I wish he was in more stuff. Same. Um, um, is where he they he has these characters go on these long philosophical rants. And it's it's usually not just one, but there's one who does it a lot. And it's this, in this case in point, it's uh, Brody. Uh, yeah, Jason Lee. He's arguably the, the the primary character, mm-hmm. and, and you know, it's like Kevin. It's like Kevin Smith. You know, he's yeah. he's definitely like this is this is him. But I mean, if I mean, I've listened to his podcast, he never actually goes on rants like this or anything like that. But you know, he like he had has this character in every single movie. Yeah. Well, the couple that I've seen, I don't want to say every single one. And for the most part, I would it's say it's always kind of tiring. Because everyone in this movie is pretty much an asshole. Yeah. And, you know, when they, they these people, they break up and, you know, they're trying to get back together. You don't really root for them, necessarily. You, you don't care. It never yeah. makes you care. The only character I'm rooting for in this is Willem, played by Ethan Suppley, trying to find that goddamn sailboat. Yeah. <laughs> I want him to find that sailboat. Anyway, continue. I think, I think what was, for me, the two best parts about this were Michael Rooker, which I didn't even see was in this until I was like, that's fucking Michael Rooker. <laughs> and there's his ass. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, of course, uh, a nice little cameo, which I know Kevin Smith fucking probably could have died after this happened, was Stan Lee. Oh, he yeah. Had, he had a nice little thing and uh, then talking, talking to uh, uh, Jason Lee's character. They pay homage to that, and I believe it's Captain Marvel where uh, Stanley's cameo in Captain Marvel, he's on a bus and he's reading the screenplay for Mallrats. Yeah. Which, you know, that's sweet. I, I love that him and uh, Stanley and Kevin Smith had that that friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it's it, it, this is the kind of, like, I don't hate that this movie exists. Yeah. Uh, I, I did not enjoy it at all. I don't <laughs> I don't think I could be more clear about that. I think it's, you know, 
it, it's a movie that even in the 90s if if it would have made me a little uncomfortable i i don't think i would have been as aware of why it was making me uncomfortable mm-hmm. but i you know i've never been comfortable with like the as much objectification of women as this has and this respects women too but it definitely does it through a male gaze yeah um where it's it's just kind of like kind of creepy in a way Mm -hmm. uh but you know it's it's i don't think that that is a um reflection of kevin smith's character i think he just like it was a product of the 90s we're gonna say that a million times during this it was the product of the 90s um including the soundtrack Mm. (laughs) the most 90s what was that ska they had or pretty much uh, yeah uh i mean i i i it reminded me of Biodome, which is another '90s movie. <laughs> yeah. Which, oddly enough, I love Biodome, but that's because it's stupid and knows it's stupid. That's whereas a, this that's a movie I haven't seen since the early 2000s. <laughs> so, see, Biodome is stupid but knows it's stupid. This yeah. is stupid but thinks it's. I don't want to say thinks it's smart, but plays off. Well, as smart. I mean, Kevin Smith. I mean, he makes he makes what he makes, and like, that's, yeah, that's that's what we say. This is this is just the Kevin Smith universe. Yeah. And, you know, with Jay and Silent Bob, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't... I'm pretty sure the the characters, the actors that do come back every time, I think they just play different characters, obviously. I think in... So I saw the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Mm-hmm. I, I, I saw the f- Jay and Silent Bob strike back. I don't remember it too much. I think it just depends on which movie you're like. Yeah, but the Jay and Silent Bob reboot I watched last oh, okay. year. Okay, because yeah, in, in Chasing Amy, Jason Lee plays Banky instead of Brody. And Ben Affleck plays Holden okay. instead of uh, uh, Shannon. And, yeah, so he plays Brody in Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yeah. Which came out in 2019, but that is the same universe. Um so I feel like any movie that has Jay and Silent Bob is the same universe, obviously. But yeah, he, think, he has. Those I think they're ones. in Chasing Amy. Too. It's weird. Ha, ha, it's have weird. You seen, have you seen Red State? I haven't. Okay, I could just. It'd be so fucking dumb. I'm sure I, there's. I'm sure there's a video out there with just connecting all the webs and the characters yeah. in his universe. But if like Jay and Silent Bob just. So Red State. I know this is supposed to be a, a podcast about mall rats, but Red State is essentially a film loosely based on the Waco siege. Okay. Um, where it's like this cult that's in this compound and the FBI is trying to get him out and everything. Uh, it's, it's different enough from the Waco siege where it's not just like, Oh, this is just the Waco siege. It's, it's, <laughs> he, he, he came up with enough that was actually really cool and interesting. So I cannot recommend red state enough, but I, I could just imagine like during one of the, uh, the, sieges in red state if jane silent bob just came in like snoochie boochie <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's a very serious movie and just them come in and do shit like that uh that would ruin it but also kind of make it hilarious yeah um, i mean that's 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 the beauty and that's like that's why we keep like transferring over just talking about kevin smith because that's the beauty about like the movies he makes is like you can't just really talk about just the one i know yeah. we're talking about wall rats but like there isn't that much to talk about honestly yeah it's, a, he, it's an okay movie but yeah. like good for its audience that he has but like i mean we're not exactly that audience i love kevin smith i respect him a lot so you can't not talk about the rest of his movies because the, he is that good at creating such a universe and i think he's even stated that he's got his own universe yeah and he loves that he is also just a bigger 
name than any of his movies. Like mm-hmm. you could talk to someone who hasn't seen a single Kevin Smith movie, but they know who Kevin Smith is. Exactly. And and that that says a lot about his his character as, as a human being. Like he like people like him or dislike him, but you know, better for worse. Yeah. Uh, critics dislike him, and and I think they're kind of missing the point. Although, like, I agree with critics the majority of the time on Kevin Smith movies, but they act like he is a, he's an, a uh, film God or something. Uh, well, no, they, they act like he's like this atrocity to cinema. It's oh, just yeah, like, yeah. you guys are taking him way too seriously. If yeah. you think that he, the thing, he doesn't take himself seriously at all. Exactly. And that's but why he's, he's doing great. what he likes. And that's um, why I've got a lot of respect for him. Yeah. But it's, Excuse I have, me never disliked Ben Affleck more than I did in this movie. He's, I mean, you're supposed That's to dislike good, yeah. him. He's, I mean, yeah, he's a character. piece of shit. But it's... There were yeah. some comments that I did see that were like, why is Ben Affleck playing himself in this movie? I don't oh. understand. That's yeah. pretty fucked. Yeah, he's... <laughs> uh, it's the water in Boston, that's for sure. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so long, Bostonites who listen... Or Bostonians who listen to this. Uh, no, people in Boston are great, but they are very uh, brash yeah. uh, in a uh, way. I mean, I don't I don't have too much to honestly talk about. Uh, there's The plot is just people hanging out at the mall, and there's a TV show going on, and this guy is trying to win back his girlfriend while his buddy's also trying to win back his girlfriend that broke up with him. They're all assholes. They're not great people. You don't really care too much for them, but it's a Kevin Smith movie, and you just kind of love just hanging around just the little environments he, he makes. Um, I don't know. I don't know too much. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's, a, it's a product of his time. <laughs> it's a product of his time. I think it's a um, it's definitely something that I have no interest in ever seeing again. I didn't hate watching it, but I hated the movie. If that makes sense. Yeah. Where it's just like, hey, I kind of feel nostalgic for malls in the '90s right now, but. I kind of hate what's going on. <laughs> and the worst part about it is they were going to make a Mallrats 2 and they never got around to it. Hey, I Mainly because he had health issues, which was the big the big turnover there. Yeah, um, and also just funding and shit is yeah. the whole thing. Uh, but, you know, if he ever makes that, hopefully he shoots it at the Exxon Square Mall again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I don't have too much to say. Um I do want to. I do want to watch a bunch more of his movies to try to see if like, uh, like obviously Dogma. I'd want to rewatch Clerks and Clerks Two before Clerks Three comes out and stuff like yeah. that. Because I don't think I've ever fully watched Clerks Two again. Like a lot of his movies, I've just kind of like sporadically watched parts of, but never yeah. the whole things. I don't know. One day we'll see. Do you think so? Obviously, Jay and Silent Bob. I just remembered something, Mm -hmm. and only because it is my last name as well. (laughs) So, um, Jay and Silent Bob are in Clerks. Okay. The main character in Clerks is Dante Hicks. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is played by, if I can find him. But he was contestant three in this. Yes, and I believe the character's name is Gil Hicks, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. I wonder if he's supposed to be his his own brother in a, yeah. in, in in the universe. Um but the again, the only reason I even took notice of that is cuz it's my last name. Mm-hmm. And it's not really a last name people use because it reminds people of hillbillies. Even though it means son of Richard, you snoochy boochies. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, I am. I, there's got to be a video out there kind of connecting all the dots to this stuff, and I'm yeah, I'm gonna find it. 
I You're, swear. I, I will find I it. I will find it. I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> Watching YouTube videos. Then finding them <laughs> and with finding my them. eyes. Uh, anyway, yeah, I got nothing else to say. Yeah, same here. All right, so uh, that brings us to the judgment. Does Mallrats become the shelf boy with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden? Glenn, I'll this go was your pick, so you go first. first. I, yeah. I think... I think there's a VHS tape somewhere along here. Like it's, I don't, I don't think this is, this is a nostalgia thing. This is a literal nostalgia thing. And that's really it, honestly. But I mean, if we were put it on the the KFR shelf, I don't think so. But I would have it lying around if I ever decided to smoke up the Duke, the Dukies, you know, the devil's lettuce, (laughs) shall I say? Yeah, uh, I mean, not the KFR shelf, sorry, but it is a yes. nostalgia thing for sure. Uh, I, you know, I personally, personally mm-hmm. would just say no, but yeah. I, it's a, I understand why people like it. It's just not for me. I, I cannot be any more indifferent to this movie. Yeah, like I will never watch it. If one of my friends is watching it, I will not ask him to turn it off. It's, I, I will never choose to be around this movie. But if it's around me, so yeah. Be it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's a no. So Mallrats does not make it on the shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. That brings us to our plugs for this week, Glenn. Mm. It's your turn to go first again, so do it, bitch. Absolutely. For some reason, I got... In... <laughs> See, you took that way too well. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm just here to be a ragdoll. <laughs> Nothing else. Uh, for some reason, I got really involved in watching a bunch of... Uh, I don't know if you know what Architectural Digest is, but it's just it's basically MTV Cribs, but on Architectural Digest on YouTube. That sounds like my life for the past three months trying to find yeah, a house. Yeah, it pretty much is. Yeah, it's pretty much empty cribs, but not as, like, glamorous and stupid. Not as a- annoying. Well, I, I guess I've only watched, like, two or three. But the one that I actually did care about was uh, Inside David Harbor's custom-renovated New York loft Ooh. on Architectural Digest. Oh, so it's Digest. actually celebrities... Yeah, so it is. It but is celebrities, but it's, it's not like not, the, this is where the magic happens. Yo, this is where the magic happens. Spins, does a three sixty. Yeah. you know, there's the tiger, <laughs> shit like that. At least I don't know. I've only watched David Harbour's and like yeah. two other people's, but his his apartment is very funnily enough, not what you'd expect it to be exactly. Mm-hmm. It is a beautiful apartment, but it is like the most Instagram Pinterest looking apartment you've ever seen. Yeah. It is a, like, a sweet apartment, but like, mm-hmm. it's not what you'd expect David Harbour to be rocking. And it's funny. He's like, yeah, I've got this like bookshelf ladder thing, and I only use the ladder to get my MTV Cribs movie awards for Stranger Things. <laughs> and it's just like falling apart. He's like, yeah, this is also a piece of shit. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so that is, uh, that is Architectural Digest. Yeah, David, David Harbour's uh, apartment on Architectural Digest. Nice. Oh my god, Architectural Digest. It's been a long time. I've missed you. You want to come in? All right, welcome. This is the foyer area uh, in New York City apartments. I assume you've seen New York City apartments. I don't know if you live in Manhattan, but I live in Manhattan. 
and in general our apartments are very very small compared to the rest of the world my foyer is about uh two feet by two feet this is a little uh a side note the only episode of mtv cribs that i wasn't completely disgusted by the gratuitous uh riches uh, it was the lead singer of Saliva. I forget his name, but I know he's the lead singer of Saliva. Yeah. He was on MTV Cribs, and it was like, you know, they used to have marathon of MTV Cribs. Mm -hmm. It was just like mansion after mansion after mansion. And he had this really nice, humble four-bedroom, two-bath house yeah. in, in a suburb that looks like it's in Downingtown, Pennsylvania. Yeah, those, like, it, those it, are the best houses to show off. Yeah. And I was just like... I'm not a huge fan of your music, but I like that you're you're like this. So because you're also like, wow, that's kind of realistic, and I can also do that instead yeah. of just seeing this uh, this Ferrari come through yeah. a waterfall. It, <laughs> it was just very realistic. Of you know, it's it's a human who knows that his his fame is probably limited in time, mm -hmm. and it was because he was like Saliva was only a big band for like five or six in the years, mid two thousands. Yeah, yeah. And I I just respected that. I was like, good on you. And and when they when MTV Cribs asked to come see it, you were like, sure. I'm not mm -hmm. embarrassed about this. Good on you, Saliva lead singer. Absolutely. Uh, anyway, uh, kind of sticking to the theme, my plug for this week is simple: home inspections. <laughs> what are we doing you, over here? <laughs> you heard correctly. As I said a few minutes ago when Glenn was talking about his, I've been looking for a house for three months in 2021. And anyone listening to this in the future, the housing market in 2021 is batshit insane. Mm -hmm. We have put a bid on three houses, lost all three of them, and all three of the people who won waived their home inspection, which means if anything went wrong, they're fucked. Jesus. And uh, so, yeah, don't waive home inspections. I, I, I'm <laughs> don't, you know, I hope I never get to a point in this home search that I'm just like, just waive the inspection. Just wave I'm already kind of like that. And I'm fearing it a little bit. Yeah, but it's it's a thing. And it's just like, just get your home inspected. Don't waive just, home just. inspection. Because you just look at that house. Look, have someone look at that. Get tell it. you Get if a it's magnifying a, glass and Sherlock yeah. Holmes to do it if you need. So to. yeah, I understand that this isn't the most important plug or the most interesting plug. Well, technically, it is the most important. It is pretty important, but just get your dang houses inspected, you goobers, <laughs> and and let me and my wife find a house. Goddamn <laughs> it! Let us live somewhere. Let, I don't want to live with my parents for too long, and I'm probably gonna have to for at least a week. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Not awake. No. Anyway, yeah, so that is my plug. <laughs> I had none coming in. And yeah, I was just like, fuck it, fun. home inspection. Anyway, so that brings us to our assignment for next week. Uh, our, you know, it's the uh, streaming roulette week. Mm -hmm. For those of you who don't know, we spin the wheel three times. And it's a very real wheel that has every single movie that's streaming right now. Uh, it's probably about 10 miles wide. Yeah, it's, it's, a it's the smallest portion of it. Big wheel. Is is the arrow. Yes. And that's the size of the Jeopardy wheel. <laughs> that's yes, right, it it's is. Jeopardy wheel. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, we spin it three times. We pick the th the best out of those three. That seems interesting to us. This week, you know, the past few weeks, because we had a, one really terrible one, I've been putting a minimum score on it. Mm -hmm. I am not doing that this week, so we do not have our safety net. So. Oh, boy. Drum roll, please. Looks like I we're going to get River's Edge on the Amazon first Prime. spin. <laughs> a dying king, dying king, the Shah of Iran. It's a documentary. Mm -hmm. 
2017, 2016. How long is it? it is an hour and a half. Okay, so it's actually seen feature. this, I think. Really? Not not with my eyeballs, like I've oh, seen like the poster. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we're dying king the uh, the Shah of Iran uncover uh, Pluto, Voodoo and Tubi just a heads up. Pluto, Voodoo and Tubi. Uh, those are all free streaming services, except for Voodoo, I think. But, uh, yeah. Uh, uncover the mystery of the last Shah of Iran's exile from his country during the Iranian evolu- Revolution of 1979. His Ill- illness, misdiagnosis, maltreatment, and eventual death, and its impact on the Middle East, United States, and the world. It is written and directed by Bobak Kalar. Uh, it is featuring, because it is a documentary, Amir Aslan Afshar, Robert Armayo, uh, Jerry Berlin and Lynn Boyd Judson, and that is on uh, Pluto, Voodoo, or Tubi. You said, uh, yes, yeah. So those are that. Uh, that was our first spin. Here comes spin numero two. Kotka, Kotka, C O T K A, twenty eighteen. Hold on, yeah, hour thirty minutes, hundred bucks maybe. Type in 100 bucks. Uh, yeah, 2018. Uh, Sotka, that is going to be on Tubi if we decide to watch it. Uh, 2018, 132 minutes. The shop employee Leopold Baranowski becomes the owner of an unusual jacket. The 100 bucks banknote never runs out of the pockets of his jacket pocket. Leopold's life becomes awesome. <laughs> Restaurants, boutiques, luxury cars, and everything that he could dream about. But the jacket has a real owner, Victor Kamara. Candidate in the mayors of Seashore Metropolis. What's a long ass synopsis yeah, there? For... Brand directed by Alexander Beliak, uh, starring Evgeny Kaporin, uh, Aiva Andreyevite, oops, uh, Dmitry Tsinkovsky, and Mikhail uh, Bogdasarov. Ooh. Say it two uh, times faster, please. So that is Sotka, also known as Hundred Bucks. Uh, Ukrainian film on Tubi, uh, so that's that. Hopefully, I'm I'm feeling real bad again, Glenn. I yeah. regret. <laughs> I regret doing it. I instantly felt bad. Like, uh, all right, so here comes spin number three. <sighs> Our film gods who are in heaven, <laughs> hallowed be thy name. Christopher Nolan, come, comes, come Chris, on me, Chris Columbus, Nolan. come, Chris please. Columbus, come. No, okay. Spin number three. I'm so sorry for anyone that listens to that. Corrupter. That's something I can pronounce. But, oh, God, 3.2 out of 10. Corrupter. How much was this? A 3.2? 3.2 out of 10. Depraved, perverted, wicked, racked with guilt over the death of his younger brother and struggling with his ultra-religious family, Tyler Tyler Iske is easy prey for the darkness called Corruptor. Uh, directed by Dorothy Boram, uh, a female director, which is great. Written by Dorothy as well. Uh, Dustin Ferguson and Chad Hofschild, starring Brandon Ayler, Mark Bestool, Colby Koch, Koch and Schular? School, if, if this were southeastern Philadelphia... Or if this were Philadelphia, it'd be Schoolar, but I have no I know no idea how it's supposed to be pronounced. Schuliar Craig, and that is on Tubi as well. Oh God, should I do a film god spin? No, no. no we 
We dug our graves. This is why I put a, a minimum score on. <laughs> That's why you should from here Honestly, on Honestly, the one I'm leaning towards most is the Dying King, the Shah of Iran. Uh, I was, too, in the beginning. I'm not... Sotka can go away. God damn. <laughs> why? Why do you treat us like this? <sighs> I don't know, man. Are we both leaning uh, Dying King? I'm leaning spitting again, but... <laughs> well, listen, you dug our graves for us. I did. I'm leaning Dying dying King. All right, let's do so Dying So at, at the very least, we can feel like he is while we're done. Actually, this probably not, might not be bad. Yeah. Um, it's I a 7.2 it's... out of 10, actually, so it might yeah, be... I think a, this would be could, fine. Yeah. So, uh, <sighs> a Dying King, the Shah of Iran... You know, we're, people are going to be lined up to listen to that podcast. Of course. That's for sure. That is available on, what was it? Uh, Tubi, all... Pluto, and Vudu. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, those are all free platforms. Uh, Vudu, you, it says it's free, so you probably won't have to rent. But, uh, yeah. Dying King, Shaw of Iran. That is our assignment for next week. Thank you. Hello, dear listeners. This is Mike from the future. I just got back from watching A Dying King, the Shaw of Iran. It is a propaganda film for a certain ex-president who now remains in florida and i will say no further than that but we will not be watching that film because it is a propaganda film somehow they made that a propaganda film uh but instead we spun the wheel a fourth time and landed on the secret life of walter mitty the 1947 version uh directed by norman mcleod written by uh ken england Everett Freeman, James Thurber, starring Danny Kaye, Virginia Mayo, Boris Karloff. Uh, it is about a clumsy daydreamer gets caught up in a sinister conspiracy. Ooh. And that is going to be available on Amazon Prime. Watch that instead of any propaganda film. Oh, who knows? This may be a propaganda film. 1947. That seems like it's probably pro-Korea. North Korea, that is. Is this a communist film? I don't know. We'll, we'll have to watch and find out. I doubt it, though. Danny Kaye's a G... He's my boy. He's my he's my home slice. Yeah. What are you doing? Go watch the movie. Thank you for listening. As always, you can check out our website, www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. YouTube, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until, <sighs> and that will do it until next week. When we learn a little bit of history that I already kind of know a little bit about. Oh, because America... Go is a dickish country mm -hmm. and there goes all, all our american audience we boston, are now now america see you later guys because <laughs> boston is not america <laughs> uh, what when was it i don't know <laughs> bye khakis pock the cod harvard yacht <laughs>